Hello, fellow Hoovians. Welcome to Who Do Who Think. No. Stop it. Hello, fellow Hoovians. Welcome to Hooked, a Doctor Who rewatch review podcast hosted by me, Jordy Steele, and Cultaholic and Jumper Jumps Fraser Porter. Hey, Jordy. It's 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 the problem of changing the name mm. to the show. I do. Is... I, I now worry. Have I have I done it in the previous you've episodes and just you've, not no, realized? No, you've done it properly. Uh, Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm it's just cute. a bit paranoid, Fraser, and a bit anxious. Because it's Christmas time. At Christmas time, it's time for all that Christmas. Have you done your Christmas shopping? My mind is elsewhere. We're gonna have like three Christmases in the next couple weeks because we got this Christmas, and then the next few two weeks we got another Christmas, and then the next two weeks we got proper Christmas. Yeah, because we've got last the uh, the the, the, yeah yeah time end of time end of time end of time, Um, which is Christmas 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 special. Yeah, so many Christmases. I, w- I hope we get presents for each individual Christmases from our families. Like, they should be giving us gifts right now. So we have like Christmases stretched out over like sort of like a month. Yeah. That's just Hanukkah. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, down. For your first present, I have a lack of poem. Oh my god, you've not got one. No. I think we. I think you, I'll we try and improvise one. One on the, on the spot. spot in, Improv. In, what did I do for the last Christmas? Did I make like a carol version? I don't know. Twas the night before Christmas. Twas the night of Christmas. And all through the house, the family were gathered. Uh. What rhymes with house? Don't say mouse. It does rhyme with mouse. Uh... Twas the night before Christmas. <laughs> well, it's the night of Christmas, Fraser, that this happened. It's the night before Christmas, though. This is the 28th, 25th. So it's... No, this takes place on Christmas Eve. Yeah, but this was aired on the Christmas Day. Okay, right, yeah. True. Twas the night of Christmas. Twas the night of Everyone's Christmas. Everyone's stuffed with ham. The doctors arrived to fight the Cyberman. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Who eats ham at Christmas? It's turkey. We we have ham. Nice. We have some gammon. nice gammon. Have gammon. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Anyway. There we go. That's the poem. Hope you enjoyed it. Merry Christmas, mother. It was the night of Christmas, and the whole family were gathered to watch the debut of David Morrissey. There you go, that's it. The next Doctor, Season 4, Episode 14, aired on the 25th of December 2008 and was directed by Andy Goddard. And written Good by Andy. Russell D. Davis. Good old Russ. The the brother of Drew Goddard or Jean-Luc Goddard? Both of them. Def- yeah, both, all of them. All of the above. Yep. So Christmas, London, 1851. Uh, a little boy's like, are you thick? It's are you thick? it? Are you an idiot? You idiot. It, it reminds me of that the ticket inspector in harry potter 
where he's like, excuse me, can you show me what platform yeah, that is? You think you're being funny? You you have a laugh? Think you're being funny. funny? Yeah. It's a child. She's <laughs> a horrible <laughs> man. Like, come on, dude. Must be a Scott um, operator. Um, hey. Hey. Uh, the doctor hears, Doctor! Someone's calling for him, and he's like, who, me? It's a bit presumptuous. Yeah, but if someone's going, screaming it and screaming it, he's used to it. Like but if someone's like, calling for a doctor, they wouldn't like, say the name of the person. True. You they'd probably, go, like, in emergency, they just go, yeah, they wouldn't go, Dr. Gary Mayhew. Yeah, you wouldn't do that, would you? You would You would just scream doctor. doctor. However, Is there a he's, doctor? He's, he's just like, oh, well, I'm the doctor. Has anyone throughout the history of Doctor Who ever uttered the words, is there a doctor in the house? And the doctor's gone. <laughs> yes. Yes, actually. Um, In the Peter Capaldi regeneration, him and the first doctor are standing there and Mark Gattis walks up and he goes, I don't suppose either of you are a doctor? And then Peter Capaldi goes, are you trying to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. It's really good. Can't wait for Peter Capaldi. Um, he finds a woman uh, uh, in, a, in an alleyway and something's crashing through through a pair of doors um, and she keeps calling for the doctor. The doctor's like, I'm here. Suddenly another man runs up, David Morrissey. Uh, and he claims to be the doctor, the one, the only, the doctor. The doctor. Uh, the woman is called Rosita. Uh, and the thing crashes through the door and it's like a cyber dog. Yeah, it's a Cyberman mixed with some... It's a Cyber creature. Shade. Yeah. It's like I, if you I, I like the look of it, but if it was very bad CG. The mask of a Cyberman on the creatures from Attack the Block. I was going to say just put a mask on your dog. My dog, Tuco, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they both hold up their screwdrivers and they go, Boko, allons-y. Except one yeah. of them's not a sonic screwdriver. Uh, the new doctor uh, tosses rope around the creature uh, but it climbs up and into a building pulling the doctor and our doctor with it Uh, this new doctor doesn't recognise Ted uh, so he pretends just to be John Smith Uh, I'll call him to to differentiate them I'll call David Tennant Dr. Ted and I'll call David Morrissey Doctor Moore, <laughs> David and David. <laughs> I mean, to, to differentiate the two doctors, one will be called David, and the other one will be called. Yeah, they made David. it hard for me. This one, they did make it hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doctor Moore has memories missing. Why? Why just just ten and <laughs> ten and other doctor? Ten and other doctor. Because I didn't want to keep going. The doctor and the doctor and the other doctor, and this doctor and he and this doctor. Uh, he tells Doctor Ted about the Cybermen. He does. He's yeah. called because he's called David Tennant, and he's also the tenth Doctor. Tenth Doctor, yeah. Um, and he's they found me. Something was taken. Something was lost. Good performance by David Morrissey so far as the Doctor. I was convinced. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is a future incarnation of the Doctor, but why does he not remember? Why? What? When so this would have taken place. I guess we did have a whole year 
till the next Christmas special where he would have been, where Matt Smith will, would have been announced. I will tell you about that later. Um, a group of Cybermen gather, acknowledging Dr. Moore as their enemy, uh, and they plot with a Miss Hartigan. Yeah, Miss Mercy gonna... Hartigan. Uh, Dr. Moore spies on a funeral. He tries to enter a house which Ted is already inside. Moore doesn't have a sonic screwdriver, just a normal screwdriver. But it makes a sound. That's sonic. <laughs> uh, additionally, he does have a fob watch, but it's just a normal fob watch. They find info stamps, projectors of compressed information. Moore recognizes them, saying he found some on the night that the Cybermen found him and made him change. Ted searches the house for some more uh, and runs into Cybermen. Yes, and they've got to run and not before David Tennant. Like I like the little bit where he's using the sonic but hiding it, and then um, David Morris is like, what, "What? What's going on there?" And he's like, "I'm just whistling." Just whistling. Uh, I don't like <laughs> why. I mean, I know, especially the last episode, he established memory is a very dangerous thing, so he doesn't yeah. know how volatile making the Doctor remember could be. But why doesn't he just say, "Oh, it's my sonic screwdriver." You should have one because uh if if he's forgotten he might still think he's the last of the time lords yeah. and like him not knowing it's an earlier incarnation of him he's yeah. got a sonic he might recognize the sonic and that might trigger something but it, it could be dangerous yeah uh the ted grabs a sword and starts sword fighting with uh, uh the cyberman and then reveals himself as the doctor yes uh, at this point he's just full on i'm the doctor not him yeah more uses the info stamps to destroy the cybermen uh, and then 10 checks more's heart rate mm. mm-hmm. and he doesn't say anything afterwards uh, at the funeral miss mercy hartigan attends to the disgust of the other attendees dressed in red uh, she is the matron of the St. Joseph Workhouse and has used the funeral as a chance to gather all the important men in town in one place. As a squad of Cybermen and Cybershades gather, they dispose of the other unimportant men. The men she saves are owners of local orphanages. Trying to recruit the children. Yeah. Save the children. Uh, the doctors return to his base, the former home of Jackson Lake, a victim of the Cybermen murders. And Moore shows Ten his TARDIS, a giant hot air balloon, tethered aerial release developed in style. I think that the reveal is actually quite funny here. Yeah. Like, oh. Of course it's a hot air balloon. Uh, Moore pays a man for the maintenance, and he seems to have quite a lot of money. Yeah, he's loaded. And we know... He's just handing out five pounds. We know the doctor doesn't know how to get money. Nope. Doesn't He doesn't have money ever. No. Uh, Dr. Ten says he knows how Moore became the doctor in air quotes Uh, elsewhere Miss Hartigan stands before the men from the funeral now equipped with ear pods like imagine just it's like a silent disco yeah (laughs) rocking out that's what they should if, if Family Guy ever got hold of that that's what they would do yeah Dr. Ted explains his defeat of the Cybermen and sending them into the Void. But with his recent battle against the Daleks, the barriers of the Void weakened, allowing the Cybermen to escape to this time. 
Uh, recently, a man called Jackson Lake arrived in town and found the Cybermen. He took hold of an info stamp. Ooh. Yes. Uh, ten, reveals, ten reveals Moore's fob watch is engraved with the initials JL. <gasps> he is Jackson Lake. He's Jackson Lake. He's not the doctor. He stole Jackson Lake's fob watch. Yeah, of course. That's, that's what it is. Uh, Jackson became the doctor when he picked up an info stamp full of information about the doctor, which backfired, streaming all of the information inside his head. Jackson asks what the Cybermen took. Uh, the doctor says that's a lot of luggage. Yeah, the doctor says that's a lot of luggage for one man. Uh, Jackson remembers the night the Cybermen killing Caroline, his wife. It's a very sad story for Jackson Lake. But there's something else. There's else, else he remembers, but he can't, but he can't quite, quite, uh, he can't it's quite a get bit it. Blurry. You know when you just try and remember things and they're blurry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You open your eyes a bit. Should have gone to Spakesavers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, the info stamps begin to beep, leading the Doctor to a bandolier of the things. Uh, the Cybermen are moving. He runs off. He finds a line of children walking through the streets, guided by the orphanage owners. Throughout the city, there's others all heading towards the Thames, towards the court of the Cyber King, which is my favourite Edward Grieg composition. Court of the Cyber King? Yeah. Uh, the Doctor and Rosita run into Miss Hartigan and Cybermen, uh, but they are saved by Jackson Lake. Rosita punches Mercy. Yes! Go on, Rosita. Go on, Rosita. Uh, Jackson says he found the deeds to a building where he believes that he first found the Cybermen, but he also thinks he remembers something else being in the cellar on the night his wife was killed. At the Cybermen's base, the captured children begin intense labor operations to begin the ascension of the Cyber King. It's good for character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Doctor and Jackson find a dimension vault. Uh, a literal, like a, like a vault. It's a vault, yeah. Not a vault. A vault. vault. It's your own damn vault. Um, a piece of technology stolen from the Daleks that allowed the Cybermen to escape the void. Now that conjures a hilarious image of them vaulting. Vaulting, yeah. like From one dimension to another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's off. Uh, the Cybermen bring Mercy to a throne-like contraption, but it's not for the lead Cyberman, but for Mercy. <gasps> they strap her She's in. the Cyber King. But she was like, I would have, I would have, I would have worked for you anyway. You just, why convert me? And they're like, everyone must be converted. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all that usual Cyberman stuff. Yeah. I'm always going to convert. I like that the, the, the leader Cyberman, I like that, um, design. The helmet, yeah. I love the Cybus, the Cybus designs. Um, the Cyber King is born. She's got big black eyes. Yes. Yeah, it's evil, evil because she's got she's got all black eyes. Yeah, she's not focused on anything, uh, but her mind is too strong. My emotions. Yeah, because I mean that's the thing. Why is she? Why is she so strong? Because why? Women, am I right? Can't keep a hold of their emotions. Yeah. Um, well, well I'll. Uh, she kills the lead Cyberman and orders the deletion of all the child workers. Uh, so she's not that emo- she's not that in control then. 
She's... No, she's she still wants to kill. Um, yeah, kill everyone. Uh, as the doctor and Jackson lead the kids out of the workhouse, he remembers what else he lost on that fateful night. A child calls to Jackson, "Father!" Or like and it Matt looks like a jump. Father. Father! Uh, <laughs> he looks up to see Frederick, his small son, alive. <gasps> or Frederick. He's, he's like full on. David Morrissey giving a performance here. It's my boy! It's my son! My it's son. my boy! <laughs> Let me through! Uh, the doctor, again with the sword, he just pulls it out. Uh, yeah, he's uh, got it. Cuts a rope and flies up to him, grabbing Frederick and swinging to safety. Good. I mean, the doctor, quite swashbuckling in this episode. Yeah. He's got the sword earlier, he's got it back again. Did he he's... always have that sword? Well, he's been carrying it under the... In his suit jacket? Bigger on the inside? Is he always wearing the suit jacket? I, I, I'd i like... His pockets, bigger on the inside. Definitely bigger on the inside, yeah. It's, hard, it's Time Lord technology. That's a future thing. Um, The true form of the Cyber King begins to rise. A giant Cyberman mech towering above London, terrorizing it with weapons which are a blatant ripoff of the Iron Giant. So this is the point where the episode jumps the shark. Up until this point... Yeah. I am fine with the episode. It's now that I've got an issue with it. Yeah. It looks like the toy in the film Big where uh, they're holding a meeting at the toy company and it's a... a, a I think it's Big Ben that turns right. into a robot and uh, Tom Hanks is like, nobody likes that. Kids like bugs and, and dinosaurs and that's what should turn into robots. Yeah. Um. And I think it would have been quite funny if Big Ben had turned into the Cyber Big ben King. Turned into a robot. I just—it's like this. Come on, guys. You—that—it's a bad. <laughs> it's a bad end. Yeah. Where can all our 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 money go for this episode? Yeah. Just jump, jump the shark. Big bit. budget. Yeah. Um. The Doctor returns to the TARDIS, the hot air balloon one. Uh. And and the doctor gives her one last chance to leave before aiming a couple of info stamps at her, uh, and just letting loose. Just going for it. Uh, but he wasn't trying to kill her. He broke the cyber connection, breaking her mind free to see what she's become. Her distress causes the cyber king to collapse, but the doctor uses the dimension vault to teleport the cyber king back to the void before it can fall on London. I just like this. <laughs> I was, I was I've, I'd forgotten completely about the cyber, vault, the dimension vault, and I'm like, is he gonna let it just fall on? The yeah, buildings? on fallen London. Like, I mean, it's made to look that way until he manages <laughs> to get stumbling it. around. Like, oh. I just this whole sequence. I'm just like, oh, this is. I, I lost me. I was bored. <laughs> just I couldn't care. Yeah, just a lot of CGI stuff. Yeah. Um. It's Christmas, Fraser. You want you want a Christmas adventure. Yeah, spectacle. Yeah. Um The Doctor lets Jackson see the TARDIS. And he's like, it's nonsense. No, it's ridiculous. It's it's nonsense. Nonsense, yeah. Yeah. That's one word for it. It's one word word for it, yeah. Uh they leave because Oh yeah, Jackson asks the doctor why the doctor is alone. Because he usually has companions. And the doctor says uh, they leave because they should. Uh, some of them to live other lives. Some of them 
just forget him. Uh, and in the end, they break his heart. They do. So but he goes and has Christmas dinner with them. Yes, Jackson invites him for Christmas dinner, and the doctor accepts, finally. Yeah, because he did ask him earlier. He was like, oh, you're going to come for dinner? And he was like, no. But even when Donna asked him for, invited yeah, him just... in, he, he left. Yep. Uh, Martha as well. With Martha as well, yeah. He never did yeah. it, and now he does it. and Kind of unearned, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's way more earned with Donna and Martha to go in and have a meal with them. Yeah, but I think the whole point is, like, he has no one now. Yeah. Like, truly, he has no one. Everyone's gone off to do their own things and their own spin-offs. And it's kind of the starting, the setting of motion of him realizing that there will be a next Doctor. Yeah. There will be a new one. So I guess, yeah, he's kind of not mellowed, but he's he's happy to chat. Yeah. Happy to chat. Um, but that brings us on to Whovia for this Christmas special. Um, this episode... Uh, played on public expectations as David Tennant's successor to the Doctor was soon to be announced but hadn't been at this point. This was also heightened by the fact that David Morrissey had apparently been in talks to play the 11th Doctor and was one of the bookie's favourites. So, I think at the time, people hearing he was in talks to play it and then they knew that yeah. and then cast him in this, it was like, oh, okay, he, this is, this is going to be the next the next doctor yeah um the set of the cyber factory is actually the torchwood hub which we've seen in the last episode where they were all in uh, just disguised and set differently but it's, it's the same set oh. um david morrissey was in fact only cast five days before filming started they hadn't had someone no one had signed on yet he hadn't signed on but they were about to start production that must have been incredibly stressful mm. like what do you do in that situation if he didn't sign on. Um, this is the first episode to be broadcast after David Tennant's announcement that he would leave the role in 2010. However, it is the last episode to be filmed and produced before the announcement. Um, so they knew he was, he knew he was leaving at the time when yeah. they were filming it. Nobody else did. They announced it and then this aired. So it was a, uh, uh, this was the final story of Doctor Who produced in standard definition. Beginning with the next episode, they're all in HD, which is fantastic. Because ah. it does look a bit grainy at times and doesn't look that great. So I'm looking forward to getting into the HD stuff. Um, images are seen of all previous 10 on-screen incarnations of the Doctor. However, there's some issues with this. So there's William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester Moy, Muscoy, Paul McGann, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant. However, well, um, John Hart should have been there as the War Doctor. Yeah. Obviously, there's a real reason for that in terms of he wasn't, it hadn't happened yet. Yeah. But it kind of should have at this point in this. No, because he was rejecting him as an identity. Yeah, but the Cybermen wouldn't. Um, the War Doctor, everything about the War Doctor took place during the Time War, which is time-locked, so his identity would have True. never got out. It might have, because the Daleks got out. Yeah, but this is all Cybermen stuff. Yeah, but they got the stuff from the Daleks, because he says it in this episode, he was like, oh, they must have got, he must have got all, my no all their knowledge from the Daleks. Shut up. 
<laughs> see uh, actually go. all the Daleks stuff well for now as we know now the Daleks those Daleks came from the beginning of the time war so they might not have even met that's fair John that's Hurt fair. Um, David Morrissey was says he was influenced in his performance by previous doctors uh, specifically the first second and fourth so Hartnell Troughton and Baker as he believed there was a truth to their performance and because they never saw it as a genre show or a children's show so he wanted to sort of capture them mm. uh the original plan for this christmas special was a an adventure in which jk rowling would appear as herself in a world driven by her own harry potter-esque imagination so it would include harry potter stuff and like things coming to life right kind of like i don't know guess i guess the the one in season two where the, whatever she draws comes to life in the book mm-hmm. um except J.K. Rowling's imagination would create an episode and have wizards and dragons and right. Harry Potter stuff. So very... Mm, that sounds terrible. Yeah, David Tennant disliked this uh, <laughs> and felt it would be close to self-parody because he himself has appeared in Harry Potter. Yes. Um, and there was... I, I can't say for sure, but what I, I'd looked it up on this one and there, there's conflicting reports. Some say that there would be crossover with some Harry Potter characters that had come to life right. for this episode. Mm-hmm. But then that begs the question if if Barty Crouch's David Tennant and... Yeah. It, it just wouldn't work. David Tennant, yeah, did, disliked did it. You that ever was the watch, original plan. Did you ever see The, Chris, the Queen's Birthday? It was like a Wait, show why? they put on and it was like a stage show and they got loads of classic british characters like the bfg that had a wee right. sketch like a live action um daniel radcliffe emma watson and ron uh, uh, uh rupert grint mm-hmm. shot a wee sketch where they were in like the dormitory and they sent like a happy birthday letter to the queen yep i've not seen that one no it's such a strange memory i have I can't yeah. find anyone else that remembers it. I can find like videos of it. It, it was a happened. real thing that happened. I just can't remember. I can't remember. But I'm just wondering if the doctor made an appearance. Possibly, but it would have been a very weird Christmas special. But I feel it. I, Harry, I associate Harry Potter, particularly one and two, with Christmas. Like the first two films are very Christmassy. See, I. I associate the third one with Christmas and the rest of them with like October autumn time. I I for for me three onwards is right. Or three three until 6 is Halloween. Right. The final two are summer blockbusters. Yeah. First two Christmas. Yeah. Cuz they've got the, a lot of it is set at Christmas mm-hmm. and I would watch them at Christmas. Um but the next doctor calls or the next doctor quotations calls one of the cybermen a timorous beastie, timorous beastie which is a reference to what the doctor calls uh rose. calls rose in the tooth and claw episode yeah <coughs> russell t davis later realized that it would have been a better ending to have miss hart miss hartigan uh, redeem herself by making the falling cyber king disappear rather than introducing what davis calls a silly dalek continuum dimension vault to the plot uh, davis states that he cannot bear the fact that there would have been a better ending than what we actually transmitted in a, I don't, it seems like he doesn't like this episode no 
I can I I agree. There's some I there's some things in there I like, but some things I don't. Yeah. Uh, the working title for this episode. It's been a while since we've had one of these little tuvias because there's not been that many working titles. They've all gone with it. Yeah. Originally, this was called the Court of the Cyber King. Yes. Rather than just the next Doctor, which actually I kind of like it being called the next Doctor. I yes. In, if you look at the fact that it was made to trick the British public, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because that's the, that's the big mystery around the the next the episode, yeah, uh, like that's the main thing there. But that is all the Hoovia I've got for you today. Thank you for joining me. Well, Fraser, that brings us on to a little segment we like to call the Satan Pit. It's the Hall of Flame. It's where we censor to contents usually connected to Doctor Who, although probably usually not. Um, down to the pits of hell to be shunned by society forever. What do you have for me today? Um, so I'm trying to, uh, the past few I've kept them kind of Doctor Who related. I'm going to continue that trend. Um, I'm going to go with episodes being too long where they don't need to be. Okay. And I feel this one is one of the one of those things. The last 15 minutes, I don't think it needs. We don't need a massive giant iron giant in the London sky that, for some reason, no one in history remembers. It's not noted down. Yeah. This this isn't a thing. I mean, I understand there's been things that happened in the past, like why is it not remembered that Daleks were in the war when they were? Mm-hmm. But this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, this episode could have ended, and I think it could have had a much more a, a better ending if they had stopped it prior to that point. Like we didn't need it. We could the, the resolution was. Jackson Lake realizing he's not the doctor. He finds his son. Give us that ending rather than this big, massive, giant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt sixty minutes. It felt like more. It felt longer, and not in a not in a good way. Like I know in the last episode we were talking about feature length episodes, and we want feature length episodes. Mm-hmm. Not in this case. I feel it, it does go on a bit too long. It kind of just early in the episode. It kind of just stretches as much as possible yeah like there's there's so many things that it was it's like okay you've you've just had that conversation but just in a different location and using different words but it's the same Mm -hmm. same thing here speed it up and that happens a lot in chibnall's era episodes go on just a bit too long and it's like oh if you'd ended that 10 minutes ago and just made it a bit quicker just snappier it would have been more fun yeah but that's, that's what I'm putting in the Saints. But what about you? I'm going Christmas-themed for this one, and I'm going to say the idea of putting cranberry sauce in everything Christmas-themed. Yep. I I don't like cranberry sauce. I don't like cranberries. It used to be the only fruit juice that I'd drink when I was in, like, throughout high uh, uh, primary school. I would just drink uh, cranberry juice for breakfast. But then I turned off it. I don't like it anymore. And I think having it in everything festive themed uh, is a bit uh, alienating. And and it's horrible. It means I can't have Christmas sandwiches. It means I can't have festive bakes. It, it's bad. I hate it. Stop it. Or have cranberry jam free options. I mean, I feel your pain because I don't like mayo, and that's in everything. 
for sandwiches. Grow so I feel up. your pain. I f- yeah, <laughs> I feel your pain. Um, cranberry sauce, it depends. I'm all right with it on certain things, mm. but on a sandwich, no. If I'm having like a Tesco or a Sainsbury's meal deal, I might want some pigs and blankets and stuffing and turkey in a sandwich. But then you got that damn cranberry sauce. I will say, though, I did have a sausage roll today from the Granger Market. Okay. Like the Geordie Bangers Company. All right. Massive sausage rolls. And this one was the Christmas one. And it was like stuffing in it. Mm -hmm. And there was a hint of cranberry jam in the middle. Right. But it was clearly like it was cooked into it. Yeah. So it wasn't like just jam. It had a hint of cranberry, and it got the flavor of the cranberry without the actual jam. Right. And it was really, really good. See, I'd prefer if they put gravy in everything. Yeah. If we had like a, like a pigs and blankets and turkey and stuffing and gravy bake. Where is it? One place is doing that. Where is it? Subway's got there's a, dipping. I think Subway's got dipping dip pots gravy, of gravy. Yeah. No, I, th- I think Greg's has uh, pigs in blankets on... It's gravy knees. All right. But there's... It's, it's and gravy. And sandwiches. Yeah, Beckinsville it's not cranberry. It's a Greg's. It doesn't have a Greg's. No, it doesn't have anything, man. We have Gales. Why did, you, why, why did you move there? Gales is good. Gales is nice. Really good cinnamon rolls. Um, I got a sausage roll from there once, and it was quite nice. Bit expensive, yeah. though. What's your supermarket? Uh, we have Costa and we have Sainsbury's. Okay. In Newtown. Waitrose. In Newtown specifically, we have Waitrose, Sainsbury's, M and S, Gales, wow. Costa, yeah. Subway. Yeah. Quite a Tory. It's a very Tory it's area. Region. Absolutely, it's yeah. a Tory area. That's yeah, why I hope area. that we'd get a big celebrity in for for the lights. Yeah. But no. Matt Hancock. Let's get oh. him. Huh? Uh, <laughs> And yeah. So yeah, been 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 off cranberry sauce. Yeah. Old town we have a Pizza Express. And so where, Crazy yeah, you've Bear. Got nothing nothing That's much it. there, is it? What about the chippy? Is that alright? I know it closes early, the but the old town right? fryer. Not even ha- not not been. Because it's never chippy time. Chippy time is late night. Really? You always you want to grab a wee chippy? Oh see, I think chippy uh, obviously a chippy is good after work. Mm-hmm. Late. However, how many Sundays have we in the past sat at, on a cold Christmas, like in Morningside, if, as soon as it gets dark, been like, how long till Stefano opens? Oh, it's open at five. Well, Fraser, that just goes down to unhealthy eating habits and uh, literal addiction to chippy food. Well, yeah. Uh, trying not to do that anymore. Good. I will yeah, say, um, although tonight I will be eating Chinese leftovers from... Saturday night. What'd you get? I got a wee. It was just sp- special uh, fried rice, um, and salt and pepper chips, and it came to like Ooh. eleven pounds. It's not bad. And I picked it up. It was nice from a place called Gunsing. Nice. I also got a takeaway on Saturday night. Did you get a munchie box? Um, I was going to get a munchie box. Mm. I, I, did I tell you this? No, you said it on stream. I said it on stream. Yeah. Um, I ended up going to Coop. I went to Coop okay. Chicken. Uh, I got 15 wings and fries. You went to and Coop? 
I went and picked it up. So oh, I right. went in, or, ordered it, mm-hmm. went for a wee wander, and then came home, but went and picked it up and came back. Right. And ate here. 15 wings, fries, um, and a slab of Mike's cookie dough. Right. right. The cookie dough is incredible. I don't think I've ever had the in, cookie dough. Oh, next time we're there in person, get the cookie dough because it yeah. needs to be warm. So I had to put it in the microwave to heat it up. But I got Biscoff spread with it as well. Yeah. Oh my God. But also, Mike, legend. If, I don't know if he listens Mike, to this. Le- yeah. If he does, Sponsor us. Mike, he, he chucked in a can of Pale Driver, the North All right. beer. Because he does them there. He chucked in a can of that, plus a whole nother dessert of brownies. Yeah. Pre- like he was like, I've just I've chucked in a little bit of brownie, and then it's like a massive container of brownie. I'm like, what? Fraser, I know you're literally contracted to somewhere else, but we desperately need like partners. Yeah. Don't even have like, to pay us. Just give like, us just free give food. Us chicken. Yeah. Just give us chicken. Give us chicken. I'm excited. North is on this week at the time of recording. All right. Like, as I was leaving, as I was leaving Coop. He was like, I'll give you a text before the show in case you want any food. I'm like, yes, yes, get in. He's nice. I will want food. Love yeah, Mike. Good lad. Yeah. yeah. So that's Satan's pit. That's Satan's pit. <laughs> Cranberry sauce. Get the bit. Cranberry sauce. And episodes being too long. Feature long. Yeah. Well, what did you think of? No, we've got another whole segment. Fraser, what did you think of the next what Doctor? Uh, it was uh, a bit too long, a bit too all over the place. I feel like David Tennant and David Morrissey had good chemistry together. I thought David Morrissey was good in this role. Um, I just think they could have done more with the idea. I, I like. I actually would have preferred him being a future incarnation mm-hmm. of the Doctor at some point down the line. Um, and it being like, oh... He's he is a future in- incarnation. Why is he here? What's gone on? Why can't he remember? Um, and I understand why they didn't do that because it's it, it it plays on the fact that the the Doctor is one of a kind. Yeah, you know. Um, but I just think they could have done more with it. I I think this is the one of the specials of the you know the final few David Tennant episodes that I, it's kind of forgettable. Mm-hmm. It, it's the weakest of the few. David Tennant's good in it, but it feels does feel like I don't want to say that he didn't try for this episode, but he just feels a bit like it's not that fun a story for him to no to be in. Um, so yeah, I just uh, you know I, I I liked it. It's not great. It's probably the the weakest Christmas special we've had so far, mm-hmm. especially after Voyage of the Damned, which was fantastic. Um. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put it in the middle of maybe like five point five. Okay. I think maybe because there there's some bits in it that I like. Um. And I think this is the the kind of the start of the Time Lord Victorious, and him being kind of seeing the ghost of. It's it's like what the Christmas Carol. He's seeing the ghost of Christmas past and all that. But he's over the next few episodes, we'll see different versions of the Doctor reflected back at him. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, you know I like that, but it's it's not the best. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think it's it's a very middle episode because it runs on too long, but it's not bad. Like the concept's good, and the acting is good, and and David Morrissey is convincing almost as as the Doctor. Um, mm-hmm. For at the beginning, uh, uh, 
to be specific um because obviously then it begins to unravel yeah uh, but yeah i i i i enjoyed the performances but mm. yes the story does devolve into big cgi monster rar crashing town and then really quick like defeat of said monster um so yeah and uh, it relies a, a lot on like sci-fi mumbo jumbo um yes. so yeah it just also relies on the fact that we know there's going to be a new doctor yeah has made the trick yeah yeah um but it's sort of the beginning of a not so great run right for okay. david tennant i Ooh. mean i know i guess you're about to say that waters of mars might be okay waters of mars is incredible okay planet of and the dead, i i, I don't have remember i watched good. i watched planet of the dead last night okay i will leave my thoughts for when we record that episode okay i'm pleasantly surprised i will oh, just say okay. that um i i I was quite critical of it a couple months back and mark messaged me going it's not that bad you've been too harsh i watched it the other night maybe i have been but after the last six episodes of season four i i think this is the down this is the down we've we've reached the up the peak and we're now going down until waters of mars which then that is top tier and then maybe down again I don't know. I forget. I forget. I haven't watched I it in I, a while. If this if this wasn't here and this this episode doesn't didn't exist, I think we'd be on a run of great episodes since what? Uh Silence in the Library? What was before that? Yes. Agatha Christie. Was it Unicorn? Yeah, it was, yeah. Unicorn of the Wasp. Even Unicorn of the Wasp onwards, right up until the eleventh hour. Yeah stellar episodes this is the black spot what was season four episode five uh poison sky wasn't oh. it oh yeah it was poison sky yeah yeah so unicorn onwards yeah. it makes season four one of the best seasons i i think it's got a time. good argument for it yeah got a good argument for it um but what did you think of oh yeah i give i'm giving it a five you know, five, five. Yeah. Just a very middle episode. What did you think of the next Doctor? You can tell us on Twitter at Rio George Steel or at the Fraser Porter or at Doctor Who Pod. You can also follow us on Instagram at Doctor Who Pod. Um, if you have a submission for the Satan Pit, you can t- uh, tweet us again at Doctor Who Pod using the hashtag the Satan Pit. Um. You can rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. Give us a nice wee review down below. Is it down below? That's a YouTube thing. Oh, yeah, you just, can still just review. Give us and, a give us rating. And go, ah ha ha ha, such great fun with the boys. They, and then totally. not write anything else. Yeah, just dot dot dot. They, yeah. Football, yeah. Um, just, just write, it's a podcast. And then, yeah. That's, if that's all the podcasts... This is one of them. Yes. Fraser, do plugs. Uh, so you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic at 6pm on Friday nights. Uh, currently, at the time of recording, I'm playing through SpongeBob SquarePants, The Battle of Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated. Uh, you can find me on cultaholic.com, cult- youtube.com forward slash cultaholic. Um, 
Uh, you can get a cameo from me if you want one of them. Cultaholic.com forward slash cameo. Um, I'm on Hive at the Fraser Porter. Um, we're, I'm on Mastodon. Okay. Uh, yeah. at, at the Fraser Porter at mstdn.social. Okay. Um, Instagram, the Fraser Porter. Um, I think I think on Mastodon, uh, on Mastodon, I am Jordy. Right. I managed to get Jordy at uh, Mastodon General. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to use Mastodon too much, but no, I have cross-posting installed. So every time I tweet, all right, it also goes on Mastodon. So I'm gonna I'm trying to build it without actually using it. I think I follow two people on Hive. Okay. You and James Gunn. Nice, good, um, good company there. Yeah, uh, follow us on TikTok at yeah. Jordy Steele or at the Fraser Porter or at Cultaholic. There you go. Done. Don't forget you don't to. have a B-Real. No, I don't use B-Real. Uh, why not? Uh, loads of people have asked me why not. And I, I just say because... Cultaholic B-Real. I, I just... Just afraid to be real? I, just, I, just, it, I don't use Instagram really. And I don't really use photographs, apps in B-Real. I'm just like, I just... Can I be arsed? Does anyone like, in the office use B-Real? I think Ashton does. Right. You know you don't have to do it when it goes uh, off. When it goes off. You can be yeah. late. You can be late, but that's not being real, though, is it? Okay. I did it during this podcast. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not being real. I might get it eventually. I'll get it once everyone stops using it. Once they stop using it, yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, next time, the planet of the dead. Planet of the I dead. hope you have a lovely week. Um, and please remember, as always, please remember to stay, stay hooked. hooked.